Hello and welcome to Updated Podcast, your regular dose of theatre news and reviews. I'm Rachel. And I'm Abby. This week we are going to be talking about our favourite solos. We've not done a sort of favourite songs of a particular type for a while, so we thought we'll do favourite solos. So we've picked three each. Actually, I picked four. I literally can't get it down to three. But I'll, I have two firm and then one that I just... A classic and like a modern, a more recent favourite. Okay. And I couldn't decide between those two. And then I've Intriguing. also got four honourable mentions because there's just too many. I, as we record the opening, haven't quite decided on my final three. Oh, this could go anywhere. So, you know, who knows where we'll end up. <laughs> um, but first, theatre news. The first bit of news is that Ashley Roberts and Lucy Jones are going to be joining the cast of Waitress on the West End. Um, so Lucy Jones will be taking over from Catherine McPhee in the role of Jenna. She's actually already done some yeah. performances as Jenna. And performed at magic and musicals magic at the musicals whatever that concert is um representing waitress which is a strange choice i saw um that's what they did mark shenton tweeted that when he was in new york i want to say in february they accidentally put her artwork yeah there was a picture of lucy jones i saw that as jenna so basically they really outside they really fudged the announcement of lucy jones as jenna but i think she'll be Right. We saw her in Rent. She was excellent. She's also done Les Mis. She's done Legally Blonde. She's done Eurovision. She's done Eurovision. She was on X Factor. She did she's quite well on Eurovision. To be fair, she, yeah, she did much better than this year's. And she sang. She sound. She, she sang great. She sang great. She sounded great. Yeah, and she was. I was really pleasantly surprised by her when we saw her in Rent. So yeah, I she's think very she talented. is good casting. I think that's good. Um, Ashley Roberts will be taking over from Dawn for a strictly limited summer run. So they're both going to join the cast on the 17th of June and Ashley Roberts will just be in there for three months and then Laura Baldwin will return to the role of Dawn from that point onwards, which Has is an interesting choice. Quite a lot of... It's been, it's, it's there's been ripples. It's been definitely. topical, hasn't it's, it? It's been, there's been a lot of discussion about this. I think it's not the first time something like this no, has happened. Well, my first reaction was that it's, not exactly the same because there was some sort of different optics going on when it happened on this occasion. But when Mandy Betinkin was brought in to sort of boost the sales of Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, um, replacing Oak and Ardawan for, I think it was meant to be like two or three months. Yeah. And I think Oak had only just He'd, he'd really recently joined the show, and yeah. they were going to sort of replace him with Mandy Betinkin, who was obviously a much bigger name, just to sell some more tickets. That's what this feels like to me it i'm not saying that ashley roberts won't be good in the role i think she'll probably be i mean fine maybe can she, might she be sing fine. we don't know if she can sing i really doubt she can we act. know she can dance she can yeah because can she, she is act? a professional dancer can she act we i'm don't not know. sure um can she sing probably not amazingly but i actually i don't know if it's i think the thing is like you really need to be a good actress and a really endearing actress for this role and laura Baldwin was so perfectly cast that it's just like mm. it's it's a shame to see this i also think it's with no ill feeling towards ashley roberts mm. i don't think she's a name that is going to pull people in like mandy <laughs> no. patinkin you can imagine people i would go see something if mandy i would was go in see it. mandy patinkin something i mean if i go see oak in something but yeah. if they're all... like boosted Laura Baldwin and cast Emma Stone in the role of Dawn for the summer. I would understand it. Do you yes. know what I mean? Or like yeah. Emma Watson or any Emma. Any any of the famous any of the Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. <laughs> for sure. I mean, look, we're here, waitress, we can help with casting. <laughs> um, but I do think, yeah, it's a real um it's a real what's the saying I wanna say? Like, it's just really offensive. I, there's a saying that I can't think what yeah. it is. 
I think it's it's just a, it's so a kind of do not it, much, like, very respectful do to it. Laura Baldwin. It's not at all to kind of push her aside just for a little bit because they Get, want it's a not name, like, but she's not a big enough name to actually boost sales. No. I don't think. And, and it's, it's not, not like, like it's three years like, into the run. It's like no. it's only just open. She's only been in the job for like what three or four months. Yeah. I'm sure having the time of her life because her first like lead in West End role. Yeah. And to be like, you're just gonna not have a job for three months while we see although i think that i saw that she has to wait on standby really this is the thing i think it's tricky i think it's a difficult one because there's been such a twitter reaction to it that i've seen so many different things i've seen people say that another cast member's resigned i've seen people say that she's gonna have to be in the theater waiting in case ashley can't go on I but think they the, have Olivia the Moore storm still is the understudy. Yeah, I, so that's the thing. I think it's created such a storm mm. because the musical theatre community, which is at the moment the core audience for Waitress, mm. who've been like really supporting it and really holding it up. Yeah, that audience is angered yes. by this decision. Yes, I just think it was a really poor choice. And then because of that, a lot of prominent West End actors have come out in mm. support of Laura Baldwin and and I think that it hasn't been handled very well I also and, and rumours have spiralled. And I also feel bad for Lucy because like yeah. it's really stole oh, the, the thunder of her Yeah, and also I like, kind of think amazing for her. It's and incredible. It's and I also think is... them announcing her alongside Ashley is kind of as if they're both in the same boat whereas Lucy yeah. is a really credible well-respected theatre actress, theater actress yeah. and it's kind of yeah been a bit lost like, people are like oh great you know and i and i think I, what i'm seeing i haven't seen personal things against ashley or no i don't blame and people her. like are very happy about the lucy casting from what i can see but yeah it's it's a decision that that has been made that has been made but um, yeah I think i've it, seen it's sad that waitress is in this it's no it really in place is where it needs this help as well but I what think, what's worrying is that show. it's alienating the audience that aren't going has. to see it because people are like oh i'm just gonna wait for laura Baldwin to come back for yeah. at the end of the summer or i'm gonna boycott it while ashley's in it and like but actually you need three months without its core audience could close yeah. waitress so yeah i don't feel like i mean i haven't got tickets for it again i don't necessarily feel like I will wait until Laura Baldwin is back. I mean, it might just happen to be that way, but yeah. I, I get why people are so kind of... Yeah, I would really like to see Lucy Jones in this I role. Would really and like I like that it, they've gone for a um, a local theatre. I mean, I know that she was on The X Factor, but I really think she wasn't a big... It's not like, you know, she wasn't, you know, Jedward. She was on The X Factor, but is also like a good musical theatre Yeah, and has, and has... Just because that's what she's got she a lot of experience. Yes, so. yeah. So I think really it's some really that. good casting. And hooray for her. She deserves a leading West End role. Absolutely. So yeah, I will I mean, she I was because it in Les Mis. So, do you know yeah, but like this Basically, is, like, this is lead lead. This is, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is an excellent role for her. So Hooray. Yeah. Goodbye, Catherine McPhee. Oh, I'll be sad. It's been short and sweet. It has been very, very sweet. The next piece of news is that the Back to the Future musical, wouldn't you call it long-awaited? Long-anticipated? It's, it's long, long in the making. spoken about. Long in the making. Um, has finally set a date for its world premiere, premiere. Um, which is going to be the 20th of February, 2020. 22, 2020. <laughs> oh, um, that's fun. And that's going to be in Manchester. And then they're going to move to the West End, Theatre TBC. But yeah, that's exciting if you like Back to the Future. Yep, and it'll be starring Ollie Dobson in the lead role of Martin McFly, who's been in Battle of Hell and Matilda on the West End. And I have actually, I've seen him in this role and he is very good and very um, facially suitable to the role. <laughs> uh, has a very, facially very, suitable. very facially suitable. 
basically the whole creative team that made the film have been working on the show and hopefully that means that for people who love because it is it's like a cult classic film people love it so hopefully it brings that same energy for the fans of the film through to the show and they've taken time to do it properly Mm. um it was meant to it was first kind of hinted that it would open a few years ago which was the time he goes to the future and back to the future two or one yeah, yeah. it was meant to an- open on some sort of anniversary or something but they've like waited and taken the time to make sure it's at the right place to open well i just want to see how they do all the special effects like yes how is a car gonna smash through a billboard it's i these don't are the, know these are the big questions but yep it so, will be a spectacle. It will. And that's another show opening in Manchester um, yeah. for a Western run. So it's, uh, Manchester is the place, a... the place to be. Yeah. So probably cheaper. Well, definitely cheaper definitely, than London. So definitely cheaper than London. <laughs> another highly anticipated show announcement is this year's Palladium Panto, which people do love. People have been loving these pantos the, the past you know what? few years. They do. Um, I haven't been to see one, but, um, you know apparently they're good they're popular popular this year's production will be goldilocks and the three bears which feels like quite an unusual panto show but yeah there we are it does yeah um and they've also announced initial casting so um julian clary will star as the good ringmaster Paul O'Grady as the evil ringmaster gary wilmot as dame betty barnum nigel havers as daddy bear which I mean, oh, I couldn't. just reading no, these. No, I just couldn't. Paul Zerdin as Silly Billy. Why? And Matt Baker as Joe the Clown. I love Matt Baker. I love Matt Baker. I mean, he is our generation of Blue Peter through and through. He is. Him he? and Simon Thomas. Oh, and Connie yeah. Huck. Connie Huck. And oh. Katie someone. Katie, yeah. Don't know what she's doing these know. days. Yeah. Probably, probably something. She's living a fulfilling life. She is. Hopefully. Um, Matt Baker's doing extremely well for himself. He is. Like, he's not a stage person is he but it's panto you kind of don't have to be julian clary has he done all the palladium pantos julian clary i don't think he's done all of them but he loves a panto doesn't he paul o'grady is like panto royalty he is um gary wilmot like that it's a so far very good casting you know needing a few women i think in there well there's gonna have to be a mummy there there is gonna have to be there's gonna have to be a goldilocks and i feel like well, Baby Bear probably will be a woman. I don't know. I just feel like yeah, Baby probably Bear. probably like a small woman. A little, yeah. Yeah. It's me. I'm I Baby just, Bear. Oh, Can you imagine? would be great. It's me and my little bear costume. It's just a lot of work to do over the Christmas period, isn't it? I just want to lie down and eat turkey. Yeah, it's completely not. Honest. It's not for me. <laughs> Apart from that. Yeah. People do keep offering me and I'm like, not this year, not, not at Christmas. No. Any other time of year, yeah. fine. Another production that is coming to the West End is Equus, which is coming back again. It's back. Also, the phrase that the sexually charged equestrian drama. I mean, it is <laughs> a sexually charged equestrian um, drama. So that's coming back to Trigger Studios for a nine-week run from the 6th of July this year, following a five-star run at the Theatre Royal Stratford East. So obviously, Equus is one of those things that just comes back around. So yeah, love horses if you like horses in a slightly in, sexual way. If you like horses and nudity, this you know where you. to go. You know where to be. So Ethan Kai and Zubin Vala, who starred as Alan Strang and Martin Dysart in the um, Stratford East run, are going to reprise their roles alongside, I think, most of the Stratford East cast, which is nice. And also Zubin Vala. Friend of the podcast. Good for him. Good friend. He doesn't know he's our friend, but he is. (laughs) 
Nugget. I don't remember Nugget. It's been 15 years since I saw Equus. I've never seen Equus. I saw it um, sat do between you my mother and an English teacher do from my school. Do you see Daniel Radcliffe? No, I saw Alfie Allen. Oh, well, everybody's seen his by now, haven't they? Cause he was they have by now, so. but I saw it before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Next bit of news features another friend. Did we talk about the Jimmys last year? I think we did. Oh, we did. I was going to say features another friend of the podcast. I'm sure we talked about Natalie Walker's vulture piece yes. on the Jimmys, which was incredible. So, if you haven't read it. Yeah. So, spoiler alert, this is about the Jimmys. This is that Renee Rapp, who is the female 2018 winner of the Jimmy Award, which is the High School Musical Theatre Awards in the States, has been cast as Regina George in Mean Girls on Broadway. My name is Regina George. And that means now that both of the 2018 Jimmy Award winners... Are, are already stars, on Broadway, already. which literally is just... straight from high school onto Broadway. It, it used to take people a couple of years. Like even even Oblazada, who was like spotted at the Jimmys, yeah. and kind of worked her way into Miss Saigon from that. Yeah, took her a, a little longer, but no. Yeah. So Andrew Bar Feldman at the moment is playing Evan in Dear Evan Hansen, and now yeah, Renee Rapp will be Regina George in Mean Girls, which is just. It's just great. And also, it's so nice mm. that, like, teenagers are playing these playing roles. Playing teenagers, yeah. I mean, it sucks for all the actors in their early 20s who now yeah. can't play teenagers, Old which is all... shit. Yeah. yeah, they were like, God damn it, I was waiting to be older to play those teenage roles. Nah, sorry, guys. Yeah. So I just... It's just nice, isn't it? It's just nice. Really, I love yeah. the Jimmy Awards. I also was mm. thinking, though, the kids who are going to the Jimmys probably know now if they're yes. the yeah, finalists. Yeah. yeah. Imagine the pressure now. What big because shoes to step before into. last year, yeah. the Jimmy Awards were great you know, and people enjoyed them, but yeah. you know, now you've got to make like, it to oh, Broadway now. Yeah. Oh, now they, these could it's mean been a year these and could I'm not on Broadway, Broadway, so I've failed. Yeah. Yeah. I think she'll be great. She was phenomenal. She I, was like, incredible. Uh, what a powerhouse and what a fun role for her. Mm-hmm. Some sort of I don't really know if it's news, but I thought it was interesting because a lot of people really like this show. Um, the Clockmaker's daughter is having a concert at Cadogan Hall, so. This has had, it's had a cast recording, like a studio cast recording. I don't know if it's ever been produced anywhere. I'm not sure. But the concert version of it at Cadogan Hall is going to star John Owen Jones, Frafi, which just is the, the best, best name. name, Christina Lardo from Hamilton, Wendy Peters, because why not? Everyone and loves Wendy. various other people. So if you like this musical, a lot of people do. It's, it's, I think you should give it a listen if you like sort of, how do I describe it? Sort of like tinkly and disney-esque and interesting a little bit it's very musically like listen to the song the turning of the key i think that's the best one i've never listened to any of this so maybe i will do that uh so maybe do that maybe i'll do that the concert is on the 16th of june so you've got a couple of weeks book your tickets it's very reasonably priced planning slightly further ahead in the summer of 2020 kush jumbo will be playing hamlet at the young vic which is just i think going to be incredible because mm. Jumbo has done a lot of um, theatre work in London but it's currently starring in The Good Fight which is one of the best shows on TV at the moment I think and this is just really exciting and The Young Vic is doing some really great mm. stuff and as we said this is over a year away so you know a bit early to get excited but I'm already excited and I also think that if she's playing Hamlet they'll a great supporting cast around her they will um, and it's also just really cool for her what a yeah. cool role to be able to play yeah that you know you don't normally as a woman think yes. to get to play so yeah well, she's Yay. also played mark antony she played mark antony in phila de lloyd's 
are all Lady Julius Caesar. All Lady. Yay, women. Hooray for women. So that's 6th of July to 22nd of August, 2020. That's 2020, kids. And then the last piece of news this week is that the lineup has been announced for West End Live 2019, which is the 22nd and 23rd of June. Um, pretty much every West End show you can imagine, I should expect, but including And Juliet, which doesn't even open until autumn, mm-hmm. but is going to be forming. So maybe we'll finally find out what is get happening. A bit more of a hint. I still don't think we'll get. No, the full I, I idea, imagine it'll we'll be Miriam Tigley singing maybe one more time. Yeah. Maybe. They've done a lot of, I, I keep seeing on Instagram, they're doing little bits of, you know, like of yeah. songs, but how that makes the show is still beyond yeah. me. Hamilton again, not performing this year. Second mm. year in a row, no Hamilton. Sort of don't they don't to. need it, but I do think it's kind of a shame not to get involved in West End Live because yeah. I feel like on Broadway, they do a lot more to reach everyone. The Hamilton, like just Hamilton as a show mm. and as an mm-hmm. entity. And West End Live is such a great way to bring theatre to people who maybe can't afford to go to like yeah. western shows a lot and it's just a shame not to put a show that is so publicly the kind of cream of the crop mm. of the west end especially when other shows who are you know like wicked the lion king tina like other shows that are and six like those big shows mm. les mis they're always there but yeah actually looking matilda at it, yeah matilda like yeah i just I think it's a little bit of a... It's a shame. Come From Away will be there, which is great. Everyone's talking about Jamie again. Excellent. Aladdin, Fiddler like on the, the final farewell to yeah. Aladdin. Fiddler yeah, on the Roof Fiddler is going to the be there. Um, the View on Upstairs is going to be there. Which is only, obviously, yep. it's, a small, it's a small show. Um, it's going to be at the Soho there too, which we have now finally got tickets for. We have for. got our tickets. Um, but that's, that's like, obviously, it's such an amazing cast. We're um, excited about that, about that. And good that they get to go to the... Get good that they get to perform West End Live as well yeah. for a bit more visibility. Yeah. Um, and also the Secret Diary of Adrian Mole, age thirteen and three quarters. You know their commitment to that full title really annoys me. Like the it's... Secret Diary of Adrian Mole would have yeah. been fine. Yeah. Um, or just Adrian Mole. We just Adrian Mole. We know who he is. We know who he is. We know what it's about. Um. So yeah, if you want to go to that, obviously it's in Trafalgar Square. It is free. I mean, there'll be queues, but it's busy. But it's free. If the weather's nice, it's, it's, a, it's a good. It's a good day out. Okay, so that's this week's news. Now on to our favourite solos. We, Possibly, um, maybe, kind of. We've, we're really unsure. Yeah, we may regret saying these things. Um, but we've tried to get it down to three. We haven't really succeeded. I've got so many that I would like to talk about. So we're going to do a playlist on and it's Spotify. it's going to be a great playlist. Of like all our honourable mentions, ones that we would have liked to have in our top three, but there's just no room. There's just, I mean, let's be honest. There are so many solos. So Every many good show solos. has one, if not anywhere between probably one to ten solos. Yep. And we were trying to pick three yeah. of all the things. And there's songs that we love that haven't made it for whatever reason. And we're sorry to them. And songs that I think are probably objectively worse are in my top three yep, than better same. songs that are not in that top three. And yeah, I feel same. bad about it. And, you know... I'm probably going to lack credibility going forward when I tell you that Out Tonight is my number one. For sure, lacking credibility. Out Tonight had to... It was the no. first thing. The very... I was like, favourite solo, Out Tonight. It no. has to be. And also, the film version. No. I only ever listened to the Rosario Dawson version, folks, and I listened to it God, I hate a this lot. song so much. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but like I know every every single beat of that song do you know what i mean like i just i like the back of my hand like every single drum beat i just know it i know obviously i know all the words but i just like 
feel it in my bones. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And I don't like, especially relate to me. Me, do you know what I mean? Like sometimes you're like, oh, because that really like speaks to me. I'm like yeah. I, I don't relate to it really. <laughs> um, but I just love it. I think the, I, I get the like, I get that it's a bad song. No, I get that the howling bit oh. is a bit weird. Like I'm not trying to pretend that it's the best song ever, but it's just it. I just really like listening to it. I can't help what my ears like. I really like Rosario Dawson's no, voice. And you know what? You do you. I don't want to shame you. I please don't shame no, me. You, if you enjoy listening to it, I love you. Let me put a to song from Ghost in a, one of these ones. I, <laughs> and so I let you. I encourage you to thank you celebrate. Thank this you. Song. I mean, I could have picked a worse song from Rent. Probably, I could have picked a Mark solo. I mean, <laughs> but I didn't. Could you have? Could you have done? I that? could have picked Halloween. Probably. Really? Yeah, I like Halloween. Oh my god. Um, but no, it's oh, out. It's friends. out tonight. And I should mention that I almost put The Wizard and I in my top three as well, and then I've taken it out at the last minute. But I felt like I had to give these two credit because they were sort of um, during my Adina Menzel phase <laughs> at the very start of my musical theatre journey when I was about thirteen. Um. These were like the two songs that I listened to. I mean, I know Out Tonight is not Adina Menzel, but I got to it through Rent because yeah. of Adina Menzel. Um, these are the two songs that I listen to so much that they're like classics to me. And yeah, so I felt like I had to mention them, even though they're not the coolest. And even though, you know, people judge Wicked and Rent unfairly, unfairly judge. Whoa! <laughs> um, I felt attacked by that. <laughs> I like. Wicked. I'm feeling very attached by now. I'd like to remove myself from this narrative. <laughs> um, um, I know uh, Wicked's a great show, but there's a lot of people like, oh, like teenage girls like Wicked, but I don't give a shit because even if only teenage girls great. like Wicked, what's wrong with that's that? That's still valid. Teenage girls are valid. They're the best. They're um, probably better than you. Probably whoever's listening to this. <laughs> um, so yes, out tonight, and then the Wizard and I will be on the playlist because <laughs> it's just a great, it's just a great, great song, isn't it? And I always, it's so much fun to sing along. Like, I still think Wicked performing. Is, is great. I love, uh, yeah. So do I. And I think aspects of Rent are great, but we, 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 we won't <laughs> but, go back but there. But not that song. But definitely not that song. What's your, if you, obviously it's not a number one, but what's the first one you'd like to talk well, about? Well, the first one on my list is She Used to Be Mine from Waitress, which I feel like is, you know, a bit of a cliche at the moment in terms of sort of big solos, musical theatre solos. It is definitely kind of over performed and i imagine is a sort of song that is already overdone in auditions oh like yeah already too too much yeah um even though it's what three years yeah old? three or four years old um but i had to be true to myself this was my top played song on spotify last year mm-hmm. and um i do think it is just such a beautiful song and it says so much about who Jenna is and where Jenna has been and is going at the show. And Mm. also I just think the way it sits within Waitress, you know, the way the whole audience is taken into that moment, you know, because Waitress isn't a big show, but it's got often got quite a lot going on around um, the soloists or, you know, the kind of, and it has quite a lot of humour. And this song is just a, a really quiet moment in a show that has, you know slightly different energy generally and i just think it is beautiful and a lot of the lyrics i think even though obviously jenna's in a really um difficult position at the time which she sings this song um i think a lot of the lyrics a lot of people can relate to yes. and there's you know definitely things that you know 
I relate to. And I just think everyone, probably particularly women, Mm. but I do think it's a kind of a universal song about kind of the person that, you know, you used to be and the person that you are and how those things can disconnect and is just pretty. My second choice is one that will hopefully give me a bit more prestige. Um, It's Make Them Hear You from Ragtime, which is sung by Brian Stokes Mitchell towards the very end of the show. It's like, it's not the final number. The final number is great though. Um, But it's like the last sort of big solo. And it's when his character, Cole House Walker, is about to die. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> oh, well. Um, <laughs> he he goes through a lot of things, does Cole House. Do you know what? Actually, I don't know if he dies or whether he just hands himself into the police. I think he dies. <laughs> i've never seen it so it's not clear on the cast recording um but he is um trying to like inspire people to um not give up in the fight for like equality it's just very inspiring it's also just a very very pretty song i really like brian strokes mitchell's voice i think the melody is good and the orchestrations are good and it builds very nicely and i it's quite short which i don't mind in a solo never heard i think it's only about two and a half minutes and it's very sad and it's just good i think it's very powerful and worth listening to as it is so short nice the next on my list i like that we are both kind of saying the next on my list i'm like my next favorite yes. because like yeah. we're not even 100 sure we want to commit these to being favorites but yeah. the next that was on my list today mm. oh i don't even know which one i'm going to say next you know what i'll go to book of mormon next yes so we're saying that book of mormon Excellent show. Not one we really talk about enough. It's not. But the solo that I've picked from Book of Mormon is... It's also like quite awkward to say the name of the title just because of how it's Go written. On. But it's Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Which, for anyone who hasn't seen the show, is a song sung by a young woman who's grown up in this small Ugandan village and... You know, this is not spoilers because obviously the point of the show, some Mormon missionaries visit this village and tell them about Salt Lake City. And basically the song is her dreaming of a better life in Salt Lake City, this sort of paradise. And it's basically like what she imagines paradise to be. Yeah. Um, And it is so disconnected from what we in the West know the actual you know western cities are like yeah but yeah it's kind of a hard one to describe it's kind of so it's this thing where it's kind of both sad and funny at the same time yeah because it's sad that we are so privileged that like what we think of as just a normal life is so far removed from how Mm. this young woman is growing up that she can't even conceive of yeah um just kind of things that we do naturally like supermarkets and um good healthcare yeah and stuff like it's so her idea of paradise is to us still would be a kind of shit place to live yeah um and actually David Baddiel put this, I mean, really like a random reference to <laughs> Desert Island Discs, a, you know, a podcast that's not as good as ours, um, also obviously <laughs> a Radio 4 programme. Um, when David Baddiel was on Desert Island Discs, he chose this as one of his records, one of his tracks, and he was talking about it in a way that made me think about it slightly differently because he was saying how he loves Book of Mormon, it's a hilarious show, all of that. But the reason that he picked this song is because even though it is funny, 
you're never laughing at mm-hmm. her. You're always, you're kind of laughing at this ridiculous disparity between the Western world yeah. and the kind of poverty of, I mean, of the developing world. Mm. And I just, I think it's just such a cleverly written song yeah. in a way. I mean, I think all of Book of Mormon's really clever, but a mm-hmm. lot of it is a bit more kind of brash. On, on the nose, yeah. Yeah, and on the nose. Whereas this, I think is, yeah, it's a subtly, and you're kind of laughing at it and kind of hating yourself, hating bit. yourself at the same time <laughs> but yeah you're right but like you know never laughing at her mm. but also like obviously not laughing with her because to her this is it's completely heartfelt and authentic but it's just it's so the the kind of it's kind of the tragedy of it is hilarious which is a weird thing mm. but also what book of mormon does well Book of Mormon, you know, it's, it's still a, a great, great show. show. I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow. It's just good. Do you know what's a great song? I am Africa. I am Africa, just like Bono. I am Africa. Like the music of Book, as much as it's it is great. a hilarious show. Yeah. The music of Book of Mormon Bobby is Lopez. also phenomenal, incredible. Yeah, like it is just, it is such a work of genius. Yeah, that I think, yeah, we kind of. I, we take it for we granted. We sleep on Book of Mormon, but, but it is... I've seen it a lot of times. Yeah. My last one. Do you know what? Fuck it. My last two. Mind? No, I'm putting oh, two I, in. I too. I'm putting two in. Then the titles are very similar, so I'm probably allowed. Um, I couldn't decide... Well, I'd entirely forgotten that one of these songs existed, and obviously it should be in my top three. The one that I was going to say was Waiting for Life by... By? <laughs> Waiting for Life from Once on This Island, which is... Um, T-Moon's sort of big I want song at the kind of beginning of the show I just think it's very nicely performed by Hayley Kilgore who is also oh, offensively young offensively young um, it's so just good. such a happy and bright song about sort of her big dreams and what she wants out of her life very sort of classic in its themes and I just think it's a great song it's very catchy and just, just like little bits of it like when you really listen to it that I just really like how she sings certain notes so that would have been in my top three but then Abby had on her list <laughs> wait for it which obviously is one of my favourite songs of all time. And I can't believe that I just... I was—I thought Hamilton and I was going to say Satisfied, but then I didn't know whether it was a solo. So I was like, oh, maybe not. And then I thought, oh, like, look, most of the songs in Hamilton are not solo. So I'll just forget about Hamilton. Yeah. But wait for it is... A, I would say it's a solo. It's, it's got a, backup yeah. from... Ensemble, it's one of the most sort of solo-y yeah. solos in the thing. I think maybe like Burn. But it's it's just the harmonies and the way the backing vocals sort of rise and fall I also and really, the lyrics the lyrics are incredible and the way the ensemble kind of all knits together very nicely I think Leslie Odom Jr sounds oh. amazing on it like his voice is like treacle and also it is like obviously Hamilton is incredible mm. but I also think another reason that it ends up constantly on every one every of these song lists that we do is because also the cast recording is put together so well that this number is produced like yeah. phenomenally like yeah it is it the the care that was put into making that recording so that yeah people everywhere could enjoy the music of hamilton yeah to that it's so high accessible. standard yeah yeah is so it's just like yeah you feel it it hits you in a way that some other cast recordings don't necessarily because yeah. it's just so well done that it just you feel it like physically yeah. when all that when everything when the song builds it's like oh it's like yeah. goosebumps so yeah. good i'm so, so happy that you um, i've stolen it from your stole list. it because i'm just so glad it's here and, it's here and there's too many solos and we didn't know what to do but yeah and i you know what i'll let you have both thank that you and once in the silent because thank you both so much just so worthy thank you yes thank you for your time do you have does it make up for me putting out tonight in my top three as like the only one i'm like that's in there 
and there's yeah. no denying it but yeah. it's in there I'll let thank you. you very much i'll let you have that come on you can do this okay my final this is another one that we had we discussed quite a lot before. i have no idea what you're gonna say i don't to be honest i'm not 100 sure what i'm gonna say <laughs> but what i'm gonna say is it's definitely a song from hedwig mm-hmm. because i do think that hedwig just say as a show mm. is like the show of solo like yes it's basically a one-man show it's not quite but it's basically a one-man show yeah um with kind of one other supporting character yes um and a band but i just in a kind of authentic way it'd probably be the origin of love but that has been on one of these lists before yes um i talked about that in our valentine's episode last year so i am gonna go she's gonna do it we're gonna box i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna go we're gonna box yes i don't know i mean i I just pretty much any song from hedwig like maybe the playlist will just be hedwig another show hedwig another show it should be tear me down is also great we haven't even mentioned tear me down so good Um, wicked little town both that and the midnight radio midnight radio sugar daddy's a great song oh they're just so good we're gonna box i think it's fun i was like it's upbeat it's it's enjoyable it is. but it's also like it's got this storytelling and the beginning of it great. is very like poignant and really sad it, it makes me really sad and i think in a way it kind of summarizes what hedwig as a character and as a show is in that it's kind of yeah at the beginning sad and actually it's kind of sad the whole way through and it's kind of this yeah. thing of you can just cover up your sadness with yeah. a little bit of a, a fun sing song and yeah. like with this character and that's kind of what the whole show is about ultimately without mm. kind of giving spoilers but it's all about this sort of character and and whether that's a choice or became a choice through an imposition or whether you know in whatever way the person that is Hedwig became Hedwig mm. um it's kind of got a narrative thing but also like yeah there's just the the way that the upbeat kind of chorus comes in and the whole when the production that we saw and I'm kind of assuming every production but yeah when we saw it on Broadway um when it was recently on Broadway all the like the lyrics are up on yeah. on the stage so on the screen along. and everyone's yeah. like encouraged to sing along and it's this big kind of audience participation moment and it's yeah it's just like totally the Hedwig thing of like covering up tragedy and sadness yeah with this sort of oh I'm performing and I'm this role for everyone else mm-hmm. and that's what the wigs symbolize and like the you know and the makeup and the whole performance of Hedwig yeah and yeah so i just I, I think that you know as a role in terms of you know when talking about solo numbers from shows hedwig is just such a continuous powerhouse of mm. solo numbers and so yeah i thought after much deliberation that yeah. is my number three well done but we're gonna have a pl- playlist on spotify it's gonna yes. have so many songs yes. that didn't quite make it like Honestly, I'm staring at a list now, and yep. as we've been talking, I keep thinking about more songs. Yep. Like, I just like didn't leave from once. I want leave on there. from once. Um, I know I've been from Hairspray. Oh god, yeah. Unusual way from Nine, which I really like. Yeah. Um, it all fades away from the Bridges of Madison County, which is a new favourite, but it's like it's that. up there. Naughty from Matilda. I was really like Quiet from Matilda. Quiet's quiet, a beautiful I love song. Quiet. Mm. There's just, there's just satisfied. so many, there's so many songs. If, we, if we're allowing that to be a solo, I think sure. What else did I have on my list? Um, waving through a window. Waving through. I love for forever. For forever. If we're talking about Dervin Hansen. Yeah, I could list a lot of things from Next to Normal, but I think um, I've been actually is such a gorgeous song. I've been from Next to Normal, and I miss the mountains from Next to Normal. Um, um, 
everything else from Next to Normal. So many songs from Next to Normal. I could go on and on and on about Next to Normal. Hopelessly devoted to you and um, mm-hmm. there are worse things I could do. Both of those from Greece. Like, yeah. if we're talking about the sort of cabaret. childhood. Oh my God. From Cabaret. cabaret. Yes. Yes. Um, Ring of Keys. I really wanted to fit in there somehow, but obviously couldn't. Um, feel like we should have some sun time on there like probably. probably. Being Alive. Oh my God. Being Alive. Being Alive. Like being, being Alive is a great song. You know what? There's just so many great. This playlist is probably going to be about 100 songs long, and I'm not even Some sorry about it. Some enchanted evening from oh. South Pacific, which I really like. Where do I go from here? Oh God, where do I go? Where yeah. do I go? You know what? Oh, I love that song. We might have to come back. Yeah. Another. We might make <laughs> Next this playlist week we'll do this and again, then, and it yeah, will be just three gonna, different songs. It's just going to be our favorite songs. Yeah. Um, it will be our favorite sorry, solo sorry. songs. We will. We, yeah. It will be long. And it will be a great playlist. It's it's gonna be a great playlist. It's gonna be a playlist that I listen to. A playlist if for no the ages. Ouch night is it's gonna be on it. So I'll put that first and I'll start at number two. <laughs> it's rude, Abby. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. We'll Thank be back you. in two weeks. Yay! Bye. Bye.